and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's an all-new Brad and Brit cast. This wraps up the week for us. We uh, wrap up the week on Thursdays so that we can head down to Guadalajara for the weekend, usually. Oh, you got that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I take a, uh, a little victory lap? Uh, I think I understated yesterday that uh, following whatever President Biden was going to say uh, during his speech, which uh, was carried on MSNBC and CNN, I don't even know if Fox carried it, but boy, they were right in there to beat the shit out of and trash it. And, right. and they are still, my God, this is a dictator. What is he? He's the one. He's the one that's the danger to democracy. Oh, my. This is the most <laughs> over the top. Uh, why? Why is he talking about this? Why won't he talk about inflation? This is a big distraction. So he's the, the, to talk about the things people really care about. The, <laughs> the key to this speech was we have to you can't trust election deniers and don't vote for them. And democracy is at stake, which I mean, those are two fairly uncontroversial opinions. So far out there. How dare he? I mean, it's not really that much, is it? Wrong. 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 You tell your kid, I want you to look both ways before you cross the street. Fuck you, mom. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) It's, it's, I mean, I thought it was fairly uncontroversial, but it's fine. Yeah, I'm just looking over here at uh, fox.com. Conservatives on Twitter repudiated the speech. Okay, all right. Well, how about they can't read? Buck Sexton is is quoted. Yeah. Federalist senior editor Daryl Arsenal tweeted: "Despicable speech from a despicable president." Can you be more specific as to what you didn't like, sir? Fox News contributor Joe Concha tweeted, it's stunning that this is what the party in power has chosen as its closing argument, heading into a midterm where every sane Democratic strategist will concede is about inflation, crime, border, fentanyl, and education. Yeah, we still got all those kids that were getting out of the ICU from that rainbow fentanyl, right? Yeah. Jesus, God. (laughs) You can have two thoughts at the same time. Can you? You 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 actually can say, all right, yeah, five days before, um, should a president with midland to low approval ratings uh, be talking about the kitchen table issues that are driving voters right now into the arms of Republicans all over the country? Let's go to Arizona right now. Let's go to let's go to New York. It used to be a blue state, and now it could turn red. Ah! <laughs> I mean, I've never thought this before, but I'm thinking it right now. The coverage of this is a self-fulfilling prophecy on behalf of Republicans right now. It really is. They're they're quoting every poll possible to talk about how every formerly blue state and blue senator and blue is in danger. He's in danger. They're going there. And this Brit, I would submit, can depress the vote. It can it can signal Democrats why you're even bothering to go out. Why bother? I think that's true. I mean, it's it's always been true in my lifetime that low turnout benefits Republicans, right? I can't re- recall an election where they went, boy, the high turnout's gonna really help out the Republicans. Now, 
you could say back to me, Brad, they're just telling the truth. They're, they're not shading it. They're not wearing rose-colored glasses to make it appear as if the Democrats still have more. They're telling the truth. Well, y- yes and no. Right. Because you would think there'd be a little bit of humility here in reporting every poll that's being taken and published right now. You'd think that every one of them would be subject to, we're not quite sure. Mm-hmm. This is what it's showing, but we have no idea what the ultimate turnout will be. We have no idea what a large early voting turnout number is going to mean. We don't, But instead, it's just, well, you know, it's just a question whether it's a big wave or a tsunami. You know, we're going to have Republican control. And God forbid that Joe Biden, a man whose brain was was checked out of his body years ago, is so stupid that on the eve of the election, he would talk about what happened on January 6th and what it has done to our politics and what is going on right now across the country in terms of candidates who deny election results, who are ready to turn this country upside down and destroy its political system in order to declare themselves forever in power. That guy who's running for governor in Wisconsin. How about that guy? That's Mm -hmm. the guy that said the other day, you know what? If I get elected governor of Wisconsin, you will never have to worry about a Republican not getting elected again. We win it forever. That's what he said. I mean, and it is fair to play the turnaround game. If that had been a Democrat saying, get me in office and we'll never have a fucking Republican win a race in this state again, they would be going nuts right now, right? The pitchforks would be coming out. The villagers with the torches, everything. They'd be going crazy. Well, it depends, Britt, if the Democrats had spent years and decades yeah. plowing the ground yeah. in terms to suppress the Republican vote. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Wouldn't be a big deal. So in an isolated sense, you're right. But there we are. I, I thought, again, why at seven o'clock Eastern time? Okay. That is not a prime time speech. And listen, liberal press it wasn't a prime prime time speeches are not at 7 p.m okay because and i'm i'm good at this 7 p.m is four o'clock in california it is yeah it's three it's five o'clock in denver yeah (laughs) and it's six o'clock in chicago that's not prime time but okay um and it did not get broadcast network coverage because it was a political speech, which it's okay. Presidents are allowed to give political speeches. Um, on the other hand, I'm glad that Joe Biden has made these statements the last few months, several different times. Because when the history books are written, and they're being written right now, it wasn't as if we weren't warned. It wasn't as if we didn't see right in front of our own eyes just like in other sophisticated Western-style countries, including Germany in the 1930s, well-educated populations, 
that decided, you know what, let's 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 chuck this democracy thing. Let's let's put it in the hands of one guy, one party. Uh, that, that that's cool. We've been warned, and I just find it unspeakable, unspeakable that the entire Republican Party and and. Joe went out of his way to make sure several times he it isn't all Republicans. It's just the MAGA or we know that. But Joe didn't want to go as far as we can go, which is say, no, no, it's all Republicans because all the other Republicans who are going along, they're in the driver's seat. They're they're in the passenger seat right next to the drivers. Mm -hmm. They're part of the problem. They've enabled it. They've allowed it. They're, They're behind it. Doesn't matter. It, it it doesn't matter. Their silence is complicity. And it isn't even the Republican Party. It's the citizens of the United States. If across this country there's some kind of Republican sweep, I'm not sure what's left. And what are they yeah. going to do? What are they going to do? I don't know. Now, are we going to sit here six months later and go, oh, boy, we really overplayed that one. Oh, look, look at the great things they're doing, blocking every possible path to anything happening because Joe Biden is forced to veto all this crazy ass bullshit legislation and all these hearings that they're having. These impeachment hearings against Joe Biden, well, big deal. They've been very helpful. They did it to Trump. <laughs> yeah. What's turnabout is we, we may be saying, yeah, no. Uh, things are okay i don't think so Britt. i don't, I don't think, think so this is this is uh, not crying wolf this is i'd not love to be wrong I, I'd, I'd love to be wrong about that I'm, I'm with you it looks bad it looks very not good but i'll go back and spend the last weekend here before the election having the hope that there really is just like there was several times on behalf of Trump, at least when he won in sixteen sixteen, the hidden Trump vote, yeah. that there really is a hidden Democratic vote that won't express itself right now, and it might be over abortion. It might be over democracy. It might be over these things that aren't top of mind in all the polls that are being taken alongside of the horse race number. What's the most important thing to you? Is it is the continuation of the world's oldest democracy, the United States of America. Oh, that's down at the bottom. Well, it's not at the bottom. It really isn't at the bottom. But it's being portrayed as, well, we've moved on. My God, Britt, it's almost been two years since January 6th. Yes. How long are you going to beat that dead horse? Move on. Just move on. You remember on December 7th, 1943, how we had already moved on yeah. from what happened two years before because you know, there's nothing you can do about it. It's a, the, it's a big the, deal. the ships are at the bottom of the of the uh, harbor there in Hawaii. What are you going to do? you got to Sep- move on. September of 2003. I don't want to hear anymore about any planes running into buildings. It was two years ago. we got other stuff we got to worry about here. Right. So I guess we do have to talk about the, the success, if you want to call it that, of the Republican Party. We've talked about this periodically over the years. They're so much better at lying and playing the politics game than Democrats are. They just are. 
they're what more devious. Been, what has they, been their message? What what has been the the dominating Republican message that has gotten through that is going to supposedly allow them to win? Well, for for a while, it had moved away from just being a referendum on Joe Biden because when the party in power, the Democrats, can make a midterm election not just a referendum on the guy in office like Barack Obama in 2010 or Donald Trump in 2018. Both of them got slaughtered. If you can make it a choice election, it isn't just about that president. It's about this or that. The Democrats seem to have that working for a while. And when the Supreme Court put down the Dobbs decision, that definitely became a little bit more obvious. It was a choice. Do you want to have the government telling all women that it was a choice? Now, in the last couple months, it seems that the Republicans have ignored the Dobbs decision, but at the state level, they're passing all these restrictive laws. Correct. Although you notice they haven't passed any in the last few weeks. You haven't heard about any new ones. You notice that? Well, it's kind of on pause. I think they're waiting. Yeah. Um, but now it's just every problem in your life is Joe Biden's fault. Immigration. Well, inf- inflation. Specifically, that's if you vote Republican, we can fix inflation. Correct. If you vote Republican, and, the crime that they, crime. they won't, the crime, crime that's crime, coming. Crime, yeah. crime, crime. It's yeah. all Joe Biden's fault. And Joe Biden's response, making a speech at seven o'clock Eastern time on Wednesday night, was to talk about the threat to American democracy if you dare vote Republican. Mm-hmm. And if Barack Obama could deliver that speech nationally, it would work maybe because he's a lot better at that stuff. The things he's been doing around the country are, are stellar, but they're not changing any votes. They're not moving people. All he's about is turnout. And I hope that he's able to stoke that in the places that he's been. He's been in the important places, Wisconsin. He's been in uh, Michigan. He's been in Arizona. Um, but Joe Biden is a tired messenger in addition to the message itself, which just doesn't resonate with America. We just that whole democracy thing. We have that. That's forever. We don't ever have to worry about that. And that that political discourse that happened on January 6th, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? Britt, I will say it one last time. I promise to never say it again. That the worst thing that happened on January 6th, besides what we know happened, was that no members of Congress and Mike Pence, none of them were killed. None of them were taken hostage because it's like everything else with these politicians. When it finally happens to them, then they they pay attention. And what happened to them was not death. That's that's the threshold, Britt. Having to having to, to, to run down the hallway and lock yourself with fear of death of a fucked up mob, not ba- not a big deal. Not a big deal. We can ignore that. We need to win the election in 2022. But had some of them been killed, actually killed, had there been funerals, mm-hmm. I believe things would have gone differently. People like Mitch McConnell could not have pivoted so quickly 
so easily. Donald Trump could not have continued in the same direction had Mike Pence been killed. I don't this wish is um, to get killed, but that, but that, I think that's, that's the that would have made the impact. Uh, if if they do, if the Republicans do end up winning um, because of the crime issue, it is the residue of that defund the police bullshit from two years ago. I think, in in large part, are, are you kidding? They're still saying it. The, yeah. the Democrats are still out there. Every one of them saying defund the police. You know that. I know that. I know that because Republican candidates are telling me that, that they are still trying to defund the police. Meantime, Nancy Pelosi's husband gets the shit beat out of him. Right. And the Democrats response is defund the police. Right. <laughs> That's right. Isn't that That's how you play said. that? That's what they've said. Yeah. Yeah. I also love the. Um... If I might go back to the Cokehead Jr.'s comment that he was happy because it turned out it may or may not be an illegal immigrant who did the attacking. I think we're, we're, we're still in limbo about this guy being a Canadian import or something, the guy that did the attacking. They they immediately pivoted to it didn't happen and it's not what you think to, oh, yes, it did happen and it's the Democrats' fault because they allow illegal immigrants into the country. Well, so the thing that didn't happen happened because the Democrats let illegal immigrants into this country. Wait, this guy's been in the country for what, like 10 years? Yeah, like 10 years. Some, some, some amount of time like yeah. that. They may have been even uh, – but this has always been kind of a subtext to illegal immigration, which, of course – the way Republicans have demagogued it and never wanted to solve it over all these years, it's the color of the illegal immigrant yeah. and the part of the world that they come from that's important. And naturally, that zeroes in, for the most part, on Mexico and Central America. Right now, Venezuela is moving up on the outside. They're moving up on the outside. They, they, they might be in the in the discussion here but the the little subtext of that is and has been you know the canadian border is way bigger than the mexican border how come we don't give a shit about canadians crossing over illegally because there must be a lot of them who've come over either illegally or they've overstayed their well and and that was never a discussion point was it for it no, it and never, I, I believe I believe some of the attackers met. on 9-11 came over the Canadian border, did they not? I believe that was proven, wasn't it? If, well, but had they come over the Mexican border, Britt, <laughs> you imagine that, how much worse, that, much worse. That, that would have been. So uh, if if they want to get down into the, the mud on, on, on this and, and somehow bring that up as some kind of mitigating factor, um, well... Uh, why didn't you guys have a problem with illegal immigrants who look like us, us being white Christians here in America? The answer is because you don't care because they can't possibly be as bad. They can't be mentally ill. They can't be bringing uh, drugs. They can't be bringing their lack of skills and trying to welsh off of whatever welfare benefits are available in California to be able to live on the street. No, no, it's just, the Mexicans. So I think that's a losing card for them to try to play, but he's a Canadian, he's a Canadian citizen, but he crossed over the Mexican border. Is that wild? Did he, he came in through Mexico? Federal records show that DePape entered the United States legally on March 8th, 2008 via Mexico. He crossed at the San Ysidro port of entry an official border crossing that links San Diego County with Tijuana. Oh, so, 
so he's a he was a legal immigrant yes who never left is that correct. right that is yeah. correct he crossed okay. legally all right but again the thing that didn't happen was the fault of the democrats who are allowing illegal immigrants into this country right well <laughs> but your your point's well taken Jesus. Um, the, De- the democrats have, have lost the argument on on immigration for the most part right um and uh i I call to your attention, and and uh, this this really jumped out big time to me this morning to the point where I actually um, uh, posted about it uh, earlier on my my own Facebook page. Um, the News and Observer of uh, Raleigh Raleigh uh, sent a questionnaire to all four candidates for U.S. Senate in North Carolina. Believe it or not, there are four. There are two candidates that you probably don't know much about. There's the libertarian candidate whose name is Matthew Ho, H-O-H, and Shannon Bray, who is the Green Party candidate. I may have those parties mixed up, but it's the two guys who are with those those parties. And um, if either or both of them drain more votes from, let's say, Sherry Beasley, that could really help Ted Budd. I haven't seen the polling on whether that's helping. But anyway, so they, they, you know how they do this. They send the same list of questions to all of the candidates, and they're supposed to return the, the, uh, the document with the, the answers. These are written answers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sherry Beasley gives her answers. Matthew Ho gives his answer. He is the Green Party candidate. Uh, Shannon Bray gives his answers. He is the Libertarian Party candidate. And Ted Budd. Ted Budd, that's right, did not return the questionnaire, okay? (laughs) He couldn't be bothered. Now, first of all, that certainly plays into this idea that uh, you and I, I believe, agree on, that North Carolina has this horrendous history of sending largely inconsequential, nothing Republicans to the U.S. Senate, who have no sway whatsoever, no effect. The other senator who's in office right now from North Carolina, Tom Tillis, the only thing I can recall him getting national attention for was when he had to beg for forgiveness to Donald Trump for for standing up, I believe, against the Muslim ban. Remember Mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. And, And he got on his knees and begged for forgiveness for daring to speak the truth about that bit of racism. So he got back in line. Haven't heard from him since then. No. The current senator who's retiring, which is why there's a Senate race in North Carolina, Richard Burr, he has been on self-imposed lockdown coming up on three years since, since COVID. Not because of COVID, but because he is accused of making all kinds of moves in the stock market based on knowledge that, that he had. Yeah. And therefore you never hear him. You never see him. He's gone. He's just, 
running out the clock. It'd be a real leave. shame if he ended up in jail, right? It'd be pretty bad if he got if he ended up in prison. No, it's not going to. Now, once you're out there, nah, they don't chase you after you're gone. Oh, sure they do. That's not true at all. That's a. I know it's a white collar no, crime. Not on this because this is winky wink oinky doink between all of them. Okay? I think I, I would I would I would put a pin in that. They still chase you down. You don't get to get away with it just because you get out of you're out of office. Just you so, ran out the clock. Why did Ted Budd not answer the questionnaire? Of course, it's because. He is trying to be the stealth candidate. He's trying to be the guy that people don't know that much about. But all I know is that uh, Sherry Beasley is a black woman who loves crime. That's all I know about her. I'm voting for Ted Budd. (laughs) If if you're across the country, that's that's the campaign here. She's a black woman who loves the crime. And she is the least dynamic candidate that you can think of right yeah, now can't, can't at that you, level, unfortunately. unfortunately. Can't you drill down on it a little more? She really, really wants black people to be able to go out and commit crimes. Isn't that, right. isn't that, isn't that really what we're getting down to? I'm just going to stick with the loves question, but, but here's the, here, and, and her answer are, are, you know, they're, they're, they're fairly down the middle, but, and they're, they're lame. Um, please highlight um, the three issues that are most important. Uh, to your constituents right now. She's running for U.S. Senate, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, our next senator must fight to lower costs. <laughs> Give job opportunities and strengthen our country. That's just not going to cut it. it, it it's, it's just nothing. It's, it's pablum. However, Again, why did Ted Budd not even answer that kind of question? Because on the questionnaire are two gotchas to Ted Budd. This question, what federal legislation would you support on abortion? Well, he's trying to fudge that. He's trying to pretend that he is an all-in on a full ban. So he doesn't have to answer the question there because he doesn't fill out the form. And the final question, last question, Ted Budd. And by the way, all the other candidates, all three said, of course, to do you accept the results of the 2020 presidential election? Ted Budd is an election denier. He signed the document calling into question everything that was going on when 147 Republicans thought that they could make a difference by fucking around after the election was over, right? So he's mm-hmm. an election denier. So he doesn't want to put that in print. So he avoids the questionnaire. So um, if North Carolina wants to send this stiff. God help us all. It, it's to, you know what? Sherry Beasley. She, no, she's not the most dynamic candidate. But you know what? She would be a fucking hell of a good senator. And I, you know why? Because she does the work. Yeah. Okay. She's. You know what? Ted Budd also probably didn't want to answer this because remember you have to uh, put down what your education level is and you know sherry beasley went to duke law school and and uh one of the other guys all these other guys have have uh, high high skills and, and good degrees i don't know what the fuck ted bud did educationally but uh so he he's avoiding it and and but only in this world is that now considered an asset right right it's an asset so um, I, I thought we would talk about, you know, what's going on in our our part of the world, because um, there's a, there's enough crap about Herschel Walker and 
the, 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 the fucked up state of Arizona, which, you know, can, can we just put Arizona now really at the top of the list for crazy ass states? Florida is jealous, I know. But Obama gave a hell of a speech in Arizona again. It was another one of those uh, stem winders. Oh, he's he's well, killing it. Well, well, think about. It. I mean, he really, he really can be like uh, Keegan Michael Key now, yeah. who was the uh, the Obama whisperer and would right interpret what when Obama would say something, what he really meant. And he's kind of saying those things. I mean, he went on a riff on Wednesday to the people of Arizona and. He, he said to them in reference to Carrie Lake, who was on TV as an anchor in, in Phoenix for 20 years, you really want to elect another person off of TV? <laughs> how, did, how did that work out the first time? <laughs> What's he referring to? Well, well yeah, I'm, and, and, and he, he just zinged it just beautifully. Just yeah, that's beautifully. Funny. Now, is that going to change any minds in Arizona? No, of course, n- nothing does. Nothing matters. But maybe. You don't know. You don't know for sure. And, and, and I don't see the uh, we don't see the local advertising out there. It doesn't seem to have uh, you know, gone beyond the borders too much. Or maybe I'm watching the wrong. Maybe I'm watching the wrong shows. All right. Um, well, we got some time here. Sure. Um, Shepard Smith out. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, here's the st- here's my quick. Inter- you know, he's got that seven o'clock one hour of news on CNBC right after Jim Cramer and before nine repeats of Shark Tank. <laughs> Jesus. And um, it went out of their way to not make it an opinion show. Okay. They didn't have panels. Uh, they didn't have pundits. They just tried to present the news. And Shepard Smith is as good a news reader as there is. He's, He's good and he's interesting and he's funny and he's he's all the right things. And they've given it a couple years and they're they're canning the show. It, it couldn't stand up in the uh, in the ratings against what's on against it, which is let's see, Jesse Waters, Jesus on Fox, J- uh, Joy Reid on MSNBC, and on CNN it's Aaron Burnett. Yeah, those would be the three cable competitors so they didn't make the kind of inroads i like the show i watched it a lot sure i I watched it a lot and and i it was a great way to at least take a break from from all the yelling but here's the bottom line for me it is a a definite message to cnn okay if you think that you can garner ratings by quote unquote just doing the news just quote unquote going back to basic journalism people don't want that people do they want some opinion sprinkled on top of the facts that they like presented favorable to their point of view even though people lie and say that they just want the news even though people will lie and tell you that i just want the facts i'm just looking for somebody with no agenda yeah and and brit this was that there you go. This this was that, and it fell on its face. Yeah, yeah. Because um, people lie. They want some shit. They want some sort of confirmation. They want all of the stuff that they they can't stand the fact that there's just facts out there. They want to be told how to think. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So 
they'll they'll find a they'll find a spot for for Shep at uh, MSNBC or, or or somewhere like that. He'll do fine. I'm not worried about him. But um, it's a it's an interesting move, and I think they're going to do a, a full hour of business news after Kramer, which you know, of course, makes more sense. It does. Trying to go mainstream news, but uh, uh, so be it. You gotta, you gotta stick with your brand, and their brand is business, and their their brand is not, you know, news about everything else. So, so there you go. All right. Uh, warnings to poll workers across America. All right. Guess who's a victim again? And Marjorie Taylor Greene on an all new love bloat. <laughs> Give me a guess. Who's a victim again? Uh, you, you know who it's going to be. Of course I do. You know who it's going to be. It's, it's Trump. It's Trump. And who is he suing? He's suing New York. He's suing Letitia James again, again, going hard right after her, going right after her for being mean to him. It's basically, <laughs> uh, you're being mean to me. Why are you doing this? It's true. What are the grounds for this lawsuit? Meanness. All right. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter. Trump Trump sues Letitia James for, quote, war of intimidation and harassment. How much can one man be expected to take? 41 pages. And where did he file it, Britt? Guess where he filed it. It wasn't in New York? No. Where did he file? I don't know. What, where else does he file lawsuits, Britt? Well, Florida. There I mean, you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what county would he file that in? Miami-Dade or maybe Palm Beach. Eh, there you go. <laughs> Jesus. The filer so, argued that any investigation would violate his right to privacy and violate his rights as oh, a grantor and stop. beneficiary of the Donald J. Trump revocable trust. Leave him alone. So, the, again, as a Republican, you have to believe that Having a, the government uh, look into every woman's vagina is not a violation of her privacy, but Donald Trump is having his privacy violated on the reg by tons of people all the time, right? Boy, you just don't see things clearly. <laughs> the lawsuit goes on to accuse the Attorney General of New York of ethical misconduct. But listen, shitface. Why are you suing the Attorney General of New York in Florida? Ooh, maybe there's a judge down there who you appoint in Palm Beach County. I don't. I can't see who the uh, if there's a, there's one judge that's in charge of this case. I don't know. Um, he wants restitution in her two hundred and fifty million dollar lawsuit against the Trump Organization, which is interesting because I thought that all the proceedings right now for which they picked the jury last week for were not about Donald Trump personally. So now he's personally suing on, on behalf of himself and the Trump organization in a lawsuit that supposedly is not about Donald Trump personally, which it really is, but they pretended that it is not. Okay. And in this case, um, the lawsuit does not apply to the Trump organization. It's all about him. It's an all about him, Don Trump lawsuit. Mark that one down. All right. Look at this. I'm going to show this picture to you <clears throat> and people, obviously, who are listening to the podcast. Look at this pandering jerk, Tim Ryan, with his Ohio State Buckeye sweatshirt on. What a pandering jerk this guy is, the Democratic candidate for the United States Senate in the great state of Ohio. Jesus, Brad. Could the guy be more of a panderer? Yeah. No, yeah he, he should be wearing a uh, a Michigan. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you big dummy. 
<laughs> You're a big dummy. <laughs> All right, the, uh, we've got the standard issue. How much Thanksgiving is going to cost this year? Oh, finally. Story. Yeah. And uh, it's as it's as bad as you thought it would be. And whose fault is it going to be that you're paying more for your Thanksgiving dinner? Go ahead. Say it. Joseph Joe Robinette Biden, Biden Jr. <laughs> Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Uh, cost of a turkey is expected to rise 23% compared to a year ago. This is from a report from analysts at Wells Fargo whose slogan is, we're the bank that cheats the shit out of you. I, I love that. Why are these crooks the ones that are doing the survey? Fuck y'all. Uh, turkey prices up. Everything's up. Everything's up. Um, cost of eggs, flour, butter, fruits, and vegetables already up 32, 25. You know, the, the, it's up. Now, the only the most important thing out of it says, this is a really good year to make a reservation and eat at a restaurant because restaurant meals have not jumped up as much as these individual items and you know it's that's that's kind of an interesting thing. now i already bought my turkey brit yeah yeah i know you got the turkey Organic. i did buy my turkey and uh so i've got that that kind of all taken care of there but uh there you go cranberry sauce the whole thing it's going to yeah. be way more yeah Man, that's a significant amount of money too 20 percent. but those schmucks over at Wells Fargo can buy. No, Wells, yeah, Wells Fargo said, I, "I just don't believe a word they're saying." I choose not to believe that. Don't they have more dead people whose accounts to open and shit? Don't they have to do some of that stuff now? Yeah, aren't they, yeah. Aren't they busy? All right, uh, down to two stories: warnings to poll workers and uh, Marjorie Taylor Green on an all-new love bloat. Let's do uh, the poll workers. One, uh, the shout out to the poll workers. Okay. Um, Via the Wall Street Journal, these three little nuggets. In Arizona, after the armed activists, you've seen the video of that, started monitoring ballot drop boxes, two Republican officials in Maricopa County, Phoenix, issued a joint statement. These are Republicans, mind you, to the poll watchers. Quote, don't dress in body armor to intimidate voters as they are legally returning their ballots. That's right. We're at the point. Well, they have to tell. You have to tell them. You have to tell them. Understandably so. <laughs> and again, if I if I have to tell you, the battle's already lost, really, isn't it? In Pennsylvania, the Democrat who oversees the state's elections has embarked on a PR speaking tour <clears throat> to explain to people, morons, idiots, Fox News watchers, conspiracy theorists, Trump, Trumpers. They're on a tour to explain to the public why delays and other unevenness in reporting election results is normal and not an indication of fraud. That was the beautiful part of Trump's move there. Remember when he said, stop the counting? Stop the counting. It's right. midnight. It, right. Election day's over. It's over. Remember that, remember that I, one? I do remember that because it does definitely say in every state election law that at midnight, all the votes have to be counted. Right. <laughs> right. That is well-developed law and well-respected. One more. Over to Georgia. <laughs> Brad Raffsenberger, right? He's the secretary of state. Right. Who told Donald Trump to fuck off in his uh, bid on the phone call to find me what was 11,870 votes. I can't believe I know that number now. Sadly. I can't stand that I know that number. 
Um, he is highlighting a new text messaging service that allows poll workers in Georgia to instantly report threats and other disruptions on election day. I'm sorry that that's a public piece of knowledge because you can just bet that right now the conspiracy theorists and the Trumper, they're probably working to try to fuck up that messaging system, don't you think? I would think so. That they, you know, they might get in there and try to hack it and, and, and put out false information, right? Because you know, everybody has to have that phone number. If it's a text message, that, that that's a phone number. And all the phone number has to do is be leaked to one person who shouldn't get it. And you could start a chain of disinformation. Excuse me, um, falsehoods. Um, <laughs> that could be just so the list goes goes on and on and on and on here. Um, I'm going to we're not going to vote till Election Day. Britt. We decided we're not going to do early. Really? Early. Well, first of all, first of all, it. You know, it isn't where we vote normally. You know, it's a it's a thing that, that we have to do to, yeah. to go over there. And it's real easy to, for us to vote right nearby. They vote at uh, they vote at Temple Emmanuel now. I get it, it but it's I'm I'm at I mean, I'm 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 younger than you are. And I feel like I could die any second now. I want to get that recorded. I don't, I don't know if I could make it. I mean, I, I just can't leave anything to chance. Oh, so so you're good if you die between now and election day That's because right. you you got your vote in. It's in. It's That's recorded. Good. It's there. I'm but, I'm just you know it's ridiculous. But but Britt, what if between now and election day, you yeah. found out something that made you decide to say vote for Ted Bud? Right. You you could change your, and now you won't be able to change your mind. If I found out that that Sherry Beasley had raped an entire uh, community of pygmies. I still think I would probably go ahead and vote for her. I, I still, I, I'll, I'll petition the board of elections if anything comes up. I promise. Marjorie Taylor, Marjorie Taylor Green on the love bloat. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Don't you dare forget the Marjorie Taylor Green nugget, you bastard. Um, she's she's hanging out with this uh, right wing fuckface named brian glenn mm. he is the program director as soon as i say the words program director brit i know you're excited my eyes glaze and he's the program director for something called the right side broadcasting network it's an internet thing uh and he has been with her through much of the campaign how come we're just finding out about this now i don't know their closeness couldn't have been more apparent than last week in rome georgia when Marjorie Taylor Greene picked up Glenn in her blacked out SUV, blacked out as in um, you can't see through the windows. You know, blacked out could be a problem. And anyway. <laughs> I see you what know, you do. The, uh, the pair were schmoozing at rallies, it says, dined together and drove to the home where she's staying following the split from her husband, Perry, did she get the house or did he get the house? I can't tell. From I'm this not sense. sure. I can't tell. Uh, Mr. Glenn left his wife just three days after Marjorie Taylor Greene's 50-year-old husband filed. Oh! Family so values. She was fucking around on the husband no, no, with that's this not guy. True. No, no. And then as soon as as soon as soon he dumps her, Green dumps his wife. No, it was, there was dumps his wife. There was a Whoa. seventy-two hour separation of of their events. Nobody was fucking around. Yeah. 
<laughs> He's 54. He denies that he and MTG are romantically involved. Boy, yeah. I sure wouldn't want that out if I was. I don't blame him. <laughs> Honestly, I can't say. He says his divorce has nothing to do with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Boy, there's some weasel wording, isn't it? Right? Well, that, his attorneys totally weasel wording. That's Nobody what his, said, that's what his attorneys told him to say. Yeah. Last year, the Daily Mail revealed that Marjorie Taylor Greene did cheat on her husband Aww. with this guy named Craig Ivy, the polyamorous tantric sex guru. Remember all that shit? I do remember it, yeah. And then she moved in on a manager of a gym named Justin Tway. Yeah. She filed for divorce back then, but reconciled. But sometimes the temptation is just too great. He says, Mr. Glenn, that the only passion he and Marjorie Taylor Greene have is for conservative Christian politics. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that sweet? Right, right. You know, that's why Eva Braun and Hitler never got married. They just shared a passion for killing millions of Jews and gypsies and homosexuals and setting up (laughs) concentration camps and taking over the world. But... Their relationship didn't go beyond that. That's all so it was. Don't you go any further. That's all it was. 